happy 2021, Nicole. Happy 2021. It started off really well so far. Yeah, so great. <laughs> you know, no sorts of political rifts. Everybody's fine. COVID, you know, finally at a standstill. Yeah, no one stormed any buildings. It's cool. It's all good. It's all good. This is not only but also. I'm Renee Ronica Bahati Klug, Sr. I'm Nicole Cottrell. <laughs> <laughs> so understated. So today we are talking about our one words. And Nicole and I have a tradition of selecting a word for the year, but there is a little bit of a catch because as most of you know, we are believers in Jesus. And so we don't just pick a random word, do we, Nicole? Well, I have a story about that. So why don't you start with that story? <laughs> well, also we should say this episode will also very much hopefully be about the practice of looking back as well as looking forward. And I say this as a person who is not a goal-setting person myself. I don't like setting goals. I don't even like making resolutions. I, It's just not part of my, my makeup, I suppose. But I don't mind reflecting on the year, at least from just a personal standpoint and a spiritual standpoint, and thinking about where God is leading me forward from there. So that's kind of... Yeah. I mean, even just themes, I think, are important yes, sometimes. Yes, themes. I like themes. I can do a big banner theme, yeah. but I don't want a checklist. Same here. And I am a checklist person, and I am a goal setter to an extent. But because if I weren't a goal setter, I would just stay in my jammies all day. <laughs> you know, you always say that. I wonder if that would actually happen. It would actually happen. <laughs> Greg has come home I, early in our marriage, you know, because I'm usually go, 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 because I've got places to be. But if I don't, He'll come home. He used to come home at five and be like, what? Who is this? And Jamie, I'm like, this Jamie. is the girl without a plan. The Jamie one. <laughs> anyway, so tell us about your story about how you discovered. One wording. One wording, yes. I was actually thinking about it earlier today. I was thinking, how did I discover one wording? But it was through Jonathan. Uh, he was the first person that I ever met who had done it. But do you, do you remember Elise Ranzine? Ranzino, Ranzino, yes, I the do. blogger, yep. writer. Um, she had a blog back in the day. She was blogging at the same time that you and I were both blogging, yeah. and her blog was called Grit and Glory, which was one of my favorite yeah, blog she's titles great. of all time. I think she's I'm still Facebook friends with her. Yeah, I, I think I am too. And she was a huge one word person, and mm -hmm. I really actually remember her kind of creating these like community, community yeah. really around people selecting this one word and seeing and watching how God would use it. So. But previous to her, Jonathan was the first person who ever mentioned this concept to me. We were engaged. And so this must have been us celebrating our first New Year together, hmm. I would guess. That sounds about right. And he tells me, hey, I always you know, pick a word for the year or I pray about getting a word for the year. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like this idea. And so I was driving my car one day and I remember the feeling. I had some thought like, all gushy, like, Lord, you're so good. And every good thing I have is from you. And make me humble to always, you know, be in that kind of posture. And and then I did something you should never do. I chose a word for myself and I chose the word humility. Oof. And it was so, so bad. <laughs> what? Such a I mean bad, bad decision. 
And I said it with such like gusto. I was like, Lord, I choose the word humility and make me humble. And I prayed this whole thing. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was asking. It's such a Christian cliche. I've heard so many people say like, don't ever ask the Lord to make you humble because he'll make you humble, right? It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I was 20. What was I? 24. So <clears throat> let's see. I'm about... I don't know, a week or two later, I was fired from a job. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'd never been fired from anything I in my whole life. Know this oh, yeah. And then a couple weeks after that, I was fired from another job. What? I'd never been fired ever in my life. <laughs> Except for the two weeks Except prior. For <laughs> the two weeks before that. I don't know if it was two weeks. There was some time in between. I can't even remember. It's all a blur. And then I made a really, really smart move. I wanted this really cute, like edgy, short pixie haircut. Um, don't let a girl cut her hair a few months out from her wedding. Yeah. Um, nobody stopped me. My hairstylist didn't say dang thing. I cut my hair. I looked like a Keebler elf oh, no. and like a verifiable elf. And I called Jonathan in tears and I was like, I'm a, I, I have a pointy, I have a pointy hat. I have curled up toes shoes i have pointy ears i am an elf i look horrible and he was like i'm sure it's not that bad you know it was really really bad did you go to a real salon or like super i went to the girl who'd been cutting my hair for years who was so good but at this no it's because the holy spirit came upon her whatever and humbled me via haircut who knows? I don't know. Maybe she's just having an off day, but it was in the year that I prayed to be it's humble. True. That is not a good word. No, it was the worst. <laughs> there were other things that happened. It kind of took me down, and I still didn't even like my hair come my wedding day, but what are you going to do? That was it. So I quickly learned, A, don't ever pick your own word. <laughs> How do you know that the Holy Spirit was not influencing you? <clears throat> Because if it really was your word, nothing would have happened. No, it was just me thinking that I knew a thing and I was going to like do a spiritual thing. Oh. It wasn't – I'm was not – I don't think arrogance? it was wrong. I, yeah. I don't think I was even being arrogant. I remember feeling very sincere in that prayer. I think God was just like, okay, Nicole. Well, <laughs> like, do you feel like it yeah, humbled you? Because humility is not a bad thing. I think it's a virtue. I do think it humbled me. Um, getting fired from a job yeah. was – really put me in my place. I just had never, it had never crossed my mind that I would ever be fired from a job. I was always, have always been a good worker. I don't even remember what I got fired for. I think I showed up late one, I don't know, shift and my manager just was like, nope. Wait, once? It was something That's not very, good leadership, it was a ladies small, and it was a small infraction. I remember that, but it didn't matter. It was, <laughs> it's just what it was. That's how it was supposed to go. So one, don't choose your own word. And two, if somehow you foolishly do choose your own word, don't choose yeah. a word like humility. I don't think you should ever pray for humility, period. <laughs> I have a story. Back when we were just we, we baby believers in our you know late teens, early 20s, one of my friends who had literally just become a Christian, she was praying for a woman in our community who was in her 60s, I think, at that point, and it had a horribly, horribly rot life like mm -hmm. so much loss had lost all of her children it just it was the worst and we didn't know that yet about her anyway we were sitting there praying and my friend the brand new baby believer prays for the older woman and says lord i just pray humility no, 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 over this no, lady no, no, and the lady no, without no. skipping a beat lord 
I rebuke that prayer <laughs> in Jesus' name. And I was like, yes, you're who I'm going to be when I grow up. I, rebuke, <laughs> I do rebuke that prayer. I renounce and rebuke that prayer. <laughs> oh, little baby Christian prayer. So I would contend that that actually was the Holy Spirit guiding you, but I get it. I mean, I prayed for humility once too. <laughs> That's it. Oh that yeah, was it was a, all done. <laughs> It'll be your year. You checked the box. You did it. <laughs> all done. Don't do it again. Okay. So when was your? How did you come upon one wedding? Because we it, both did it before we even knew each well, other. It was. I see here. It was 2012, and it here. was Discover. I believe you it was when I was. On your, yes, on I your have. Head. Listen, I make lists. I already told you I that. Know. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. And. So it that was when I was blogging. That was before I moved back to Arizona. So I was still in Colorado. So I think, yeah, that's how I did it. It must have been the Alice Ranzino thing. Hi, yeah. Alice. And so that's what I did. And all of these words. Just Your first one was discovery. Discovery, yeah. What did I do? I mean, that's when we discovered we were moving. And that's when <laughs> I, we discovered. It's very literal. That's when we discovered a lot of. We discovered there that we couldn't trust all of the things that we could trust. That was the beginning of that oh, year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then the next year was grace. And then full circle. I had a baby in 2014. And then starting in 2015, apparently I started getting scriptures mm-hmm. because I see scriptures attached. The year that you got the words sacrifice and, and devotion, devotion, 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, I you can get word. two words sometimes, y'all. You can get two <laughs> words. Sacrifice and devotion. Yeah, that was a hard year. I got the word fun. Fun. <laughs> Renee got F. U N. My favorite F word ever. She got fun, and mine were sacrifice and devotion that <gasps> you know, year. What the heck? That was a weird Not one. Not fair. Um, the Calvinists are going to have to wrangle that one out. All right. <laughs> Predestination. I guess they already have. I was predestined to a better year. That's right. Predestined. <laughs> that was the last year of my 30s. Um, and then joy, and then 2018, free, and then 2019, my favorite word. Because it was my the worst year, but the best year. Was zero expectations. Yeah, that one was so good. And that was a year where I let go of all my expectations of people, of things, of ambition, I'm, and of dreams in a good way. Like I think I had before been uh, amassing all of these things in order to feel a sense of security or worth or stability and none of in none of those things can be my worth or stability right. or whatever other word i used and i realized that and it was hard letting go of all those expectations but it was really really free the thing i remember most about that year for you was zero foxes given <laughs> zero fox zero given. fox given it was everywhere you something would happen and you would just you would kind of like maybe grit your teeth or you would like position yourself or you'd I could see processing in your brain and then you'd be like zero fox given and you would like move on to whatever you were like dropping expectations dropping expectations I we watched it it was pretty cool actually it was cool I even have a shirt it's got a big old (laughs) fox on it and then it says in cursive above the fox zero below the fox given so zero fox given because look do you know why I spent so what 2019 how old was I 42. So I spent 42 <laughs> years giving all, every fox I ever had. Yeah. Just 
forests and for forests anybody to anybody that fox. wanted them. All of the people got all of the foxes, right? Until there were none left. That's right. That's what happened. So I had zero fox left it was to perfect, give. Though it was really, uh, even though we're, it became a joke. It really was God eliminating expectation in the best way, like you were saying. It's such a best way. And then 2020. Ah, oh, 2020. 2020. Oh, 2020. <laughs> Everybody's favorite Everybody's year. Everybody's favorite year ever. The collective year for all of the, the entire world <laughs> <laughs> to sigh and say, what the fox was that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. But Nicole and I happen to have the same word in 2020 that we got differently. Which I also want to say I literally did not know or remember <laughs> until about yesterday when Renee reminded me because I kept scouring my brain, searching. I was like, what was my word for 2020? <laughs> Listen, what I, I was like, whatever my word was for 2020, it just went out the window the minute it was like January <laughs> First, 8 a.m., that word was gone. Yeah. And so, but it wasn't apparently, apparently. it was, it it had an indelible impact (laughs) of all of the things like that needed to have an impact on your 2020. It really stuck with me. Well, okay. So, in reflecting on 2020, how did trust play? Right. So, trust was, so you and I had the same word as trust that you reminded me of yesterday. Um, hmm. Trust. It's interesting because we talked about this. This was my thought that came in my mind when we were yesterday when you reminded me of my word. That um, <laughs> normally when we hear trust, especially from a Christian context, or only from a Christian context, we think trust God, like trust God and all these things. And that's where our mind goes. But then I was thinking about our believing and doubting episode. Mm. Episode five. Five? Yeah. I don't know. But go back and listen if you haven't listened to that one. Um, and we talked about, or I talked about how you had spoken to, over me that God trusts me mm. and how much of a spiritual revelation that was for me and set me free from so many things. And I think 2020 actually was a lot about me trusting God in me. Yeah, I, I concur. Thank you. So even though, yes, I I already trusted, I've already gone through the whole, I need to trust the Lord business. I've done that work, not that that's not an ongoing thing. Yes, it is. But I've done a lot of that with him. This was really, so many things were so difficult in 2020. I know for so many people, people have said 2020 was their hardest year. This for, I'm not overstating it. For me personally, it was one of the most difficult years of my life. And so many unexpected things came out so much to emotionally battle um and spiritually battle from within from myself from my family from my relationships it just was ongoing yeah. and so to be able to feel like i was rooted in what i already knew to be true of myself it was kind of like a reawakening year yeah i felt like there were things in me that have always been in me that maybe were just lying dormant or hadn't been activated fully or needed to be reawakened and brought out of slumber. And that's what a lot of it felt like. And there was just some part of that was me trusting what's already in me, what God has already put in me. 
All right. I loved all of that. Okay, thank but you. But it was very high overview general. I need. Oh, you need some specifics, do you now? I need you to <laughs> get vulnerable with mm. me. And uh, at least give one, one did example. Did you say the V word, Renee? I did. Oy, okay, oy, fine. Oy, you don't oy, need... Oy. Oh, just okay. Pro- provide more details, okay. please. If I were grading your paper, I would write in the margin. Supply more detail, please. I knew you actually as I was sharing all that. I was thinking Renee's going to ask me for specifics. So I better give an example. Okay, here's one that comes to my mind. Well, I don't know if this is as good of an example, but this is one that comes to my mind. So, since I am biracial, I mean, I spend a lot of time not talking about my biracial biraciality. Um, except for, for diff- episode one. Yes, listen to episode one. Except, well, that's the thing. That pattern has kind of been broken now. And there's lots of reasons as to why I wasn't talking about it on an, in an ongoing way. But I felt, and I would say too, feeling disassociated to an extent from my blackness that um, just there's so many things that got brought up, you know, in the year that forced me to look at why that is. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't really have the option anymore of feeling detached from that. Um, Those were things that were lying dormant in me because I grew up very much influenced by my black family and black culture. And then that kind of like went to sleep in a way of, for lots of reasons. I mean, I even said to Jonathan um, a couple months ago, I was like, you know, like there's no offense against you, but you know, getting like marrying a white guy and moving to Scottsdale, Arizona, which is a very white area. Like it just kind of, there's like an osmosis process and I didn't even know to some extent that it was happening and that's a whole separate conversation, but just being able to kind of tap into that and re-remember and feel all those things again and feel associated with those things was really, really healing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like enough example for yes, you? Yes, okay. good enough. Okay, I you. approve. Okay. Your grade has been raised from a B minus to an A. Oh, thank you, Professor. <laughs> You're welcome. I wouldn't have given you a B minus for minusing details, by the way. That was, that's cruel. Um, I would have seen how much the rubric allotted oh, yes. for details. Please and, use you know, the rubric. Rubrics are very important for explicating your expectations. <laughs> it's a culturally responsive teaching practice. But if you need any more culturally responsive teaching practices, you got to cough up the dough <laughs> or get a job where I work. <laughs> got a Venmo. <laughs> I said Venmo. Um, that's good. And so we, in learning to trust, so it was, it was what exactly in you needed to be trusted within the realm of your blackness? Um, man, that's a hard but good question. I think trusting the authenticity of my voice. Mm. I think I'd been have heard messages over time that I don't, I can't speak to those things, or I shouldn't sp- speak to those things. And those are there's lots of reasons why. Again, that we won't necessarily get into in this episode. But um, whether it was from within my white family, sure. whether it was from the black community, there were different messages that I've always been given. Instead of just realizing I'm a whole person, I'm not two halves of a person. I think that came through more fully for me this last year. I mean, it took a long time apparently for me to get to that point. But just realizing like my experience is a valuable, worthwhile experience. It's not diminished because I've heard messages on either side that might contradict my experience, that my voice is authentic. I I get to share it. Like God gave it me and my experience and voice to share. 
Yeah, and I would even add to that that on social media specifically, Nicole, I believe, really rose up in her voice and maybe even her calling in her identity to speak also to another area uh, within the church that's also divided, right? There's this split between Mm -hmm. uh, regarding if people still believe that systemic racism exists, Mm -hmm. even the the Trumpies uh, and (laughs) all of these, the Trumpets, all of these things. And I think Nicole was also speaking to all of these types of issues all summer. And your Facebook uh, feed was on fire. Thank you very much. And I I curated it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you spoke to a lot of people. I think you ministered to a lot of people. You, I hope so. Um, I think you educated a lot of people in understanding why this is such an important um, issue. And I think your biraciality also spoke to, I don't even know, because systemic racism does exist. And I'm wondering if there is a part of people who are still entrenched in that system, meaning we're all still entrenched in the system, but I think people still being entrenched in the system insofar as they don't recognize that they're entrenched. Correct. I think, I wonder if your being biracial is safer for them. I absolutely think it is. And I think at the start of 2020, well, not the start of 2020, I think after George Floyd's murder, I felt very specific direction from the Lord to speak because I'm biracial. Yeah. That it was actually an opportunity for people who would otherwise feel uncomfortable and not feel that they have a person they can talk to or ask and a safe person to talk to and ask questions around race. And I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, I feel like I can have these conversations with you. That's, that was part of trusting me, you know, trusting the Lord in me to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's not just your being biracial. It's also just you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. But yes. I need to find a biracial person to talk to. Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone? Nicole. No. I I know you're saying yes. And just your being so vulnerable in these last few years, I think, has been helpful. And, you know, we won't talk about all of the ass wads who mm. who, came, who emerged as well mm-hmm. in response to your There were lots of ass wads, but that, again, it's not necessary to talk happen. about them. It always happens. No, it's not. Um, okay, yes. so your turn, friend. So trust. I mean, I kind of have talked about this in, in other episodes, specifically the, the Virgin Mary one, uh, episode nine. Yeah. But... Trust came out. I think what this is important to know, and you've also heard these parts of our stories. I came out of a lot of years of not having my trust broken because I was entrusting the wrong things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I felt like I wasn't sure how to trust anymore. Mm-hmm. I had had some dreams dashed, but then I had some dreams restored. And that was really helpful. And then going into 2020, I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that I had to get a lot done at work and and school. And then when this pandemic happened, um, we were actually traveling when everything shut down in March. And I had the worst anxiety that I ever had in really? my life. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. My sister-in-law, we were, oh, I we were there. This. We were up yes. at the Grand Canyon. And I, I, I don't know. I was gripped with mm-hmm. fear. Gripped by fear? Gripped by fear. And I mean, I've struggled with anxiety throughout my entire life in in different ways, and it's been triggered by certain things, but I wouldn't call myself an overly anxious person, mm-hmm. but I was like gripped by mm-hmm. fear, and it, it it that was kind of saturating me. But then a few weeks later, I guess now we're into 
early April, I just felt this need to start an LLC. And I was like, what? I was like, why would I do that? Now, originally I did it to preserve my research because I reconceptualized my approach to cultural intelligence. And I didn't want the place where I work to steal it because Right. Technically, as I'm, I I'm their property. My work is their property. Right, you and wanted to like, protect it for your, to the no for your use later. Yeah, and when I I one of my favorite professors uh, where I work, um, he said to me, he's not my professor, but he's a he is faculty member at the school. And when I started my doctoral program, he like pulled me aside and was like, he said, "What did he say? He said copyright. Oh yeah, that's what did he right. say? Yeah, he said copyright." And I said, what? He goes, copyright. (laughs) And I was like, all right. So I felt like that's what was happening here, that I needed to run all my research through the company. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, I I feel like I'm repeating myself. Anyway, go back and listen to that episode. But it felt deliberate. It felt audible. And it felt like every time I did something, I realized within a day or a week or a month, that I had to do that the very yeah. thing. And now we have a company. I know. And, and Nicole's a trainer in anti, or excuse me, racial justice. We just renamed, we went from mm-hmm. anti-racism to racial justice, which trainer. I like. And it's been great. And it really taught me, again, I think also trusting myself because I think there's always been this part of me that presents as being confident, but deep down I can be, there are a lot of real insecurities in me. And I feel like a lot of those were kicked out of me this year. Yeah. Also, that's most humans, not to minimize what you're feeling. I know. But I've also been plagued with insecurity. Right. But the zero fox year was a helpful year on getting rid of the insecurities. And then by the end of this year, I realized the anxiety was gone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And which I don't even know how that happened. It had to have been supernatural because I honestly don't know how it happened. And I think now I'm back to this place where I used to be, where I was just so... It was so easy for me in my 20s to trust God. Yeah. And in my 30s, it was not. And I feel like now I haven't gone back to my 20s because I would never want to do that. But insofar as I've desired to trust the Lord again in the innocent and emboldened mm-hmm. way that I had, I yeah. feel like I can again. It's so beautiful too because it also makes me think of when you've shared stories about when you were – I mean, these were stories from when you were in your 20s when – you would maybe be driving and the Lord would speak. You would like hear the Lord say, turn right or go this way or go do this today. or And you would just listen to everything the Holy Spirit was saying. Also, if that sounds super weird to you, um, we're, someday we're going to have an episode on hearing from the Lord and yes, the different ways that God speaks. Before map quests. <laughs> right, before map quests when <laughs> Jesus would tell us how to get to the mall. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> – That's a true story. True story. So – it makes me think of that though, because there's that um, there's that innocence of faith and trust where we just cling to the words of the Lord, yeah. and then we have this like you know adult maturing season where maybe we feel disconnected or pulled away, yeah. or um, we are not we've gone through a weaning process, and then we have this come back full circle time where now you in your forties have that kind of the blending or the layering. Yeah. Of those ideas where like you're independent in the sense that you trust God in you and God trusts you, but he is still speaking to you like, hey, Renee, start that business. And you're able to just say, oh, I trust you, Lord, I'm going to do that. Even though this sounds wildly crazy right now in the yeah. middle of 2020 COVID, why would I start a company? Yeah. And you did it in that trust posture and position and then watched it blossom. 
anyway, I don't know. It just makes me think of like bringing all of those things together, those decades together. And honestly, I, even though I'm a hardcore extrovert, working from home has been the best thing ever (laughs) because I'm not as distracted and I'm not running around all over, Mm -hmm. all over the place. So, you know, when I was at work and, you know, I I work at a giant campus and it just takes so long to get anywhere at any time. And I was rushing to pick up the kids and rushing to drop them off and rushing to this meeting and that meeting. And then rushing to go get home and to make dinner and to do my homework and to do all of this. And now I just have to pivot in my chair. Mm -hmm. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) So I have all of these extra hours. And and I've had a lot of meetings this year with different people who are uh, doing intercultural work as well outside um, of Arizona or whatever. And they all say the same thing. Before, Mm -hmm. we were spending time traveling all over the world to get to meetings. And now we just hop on Zoom. So we're saving hours and hours and hours. And all of that can be used to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't really want to go back. I can't go back. Well, just so many people, I mean, the benefit for so many people of staying home. I was, I loved at the end of the year in December when people were sharing Facebook posts and other things of listing out. People were like, we know that it was a bad year, beyond a bad year. But everybody share the good things that have happened. Share like the good, the fruit that came out. Yeah. And there were a lot of really great things shared. And it's always good to be reminded of the positive as yeah. well as we process, you know, what – there was a lot of trauma too. I'm not so much trauma. So much trauma. We both got COVID. That was the worst. <clears throat> yeah. But we survived. We didn't die. We this didn't is die. not – we're not doing this epico- episode epico- – epicode. We're not doing an epicode on – From Kevin. <laughs> we are not in heaven currently. <laughs> um, but there was something that you reminded me of earlier, and it's kind of weaving back, but that's okay, where we had this table today that is unlike all the other tables we've ever sat at when we've been recording. And this one's super high and we feel like children. And Nicole made a comment before we started, oh yeah, I feel like a little kid at the big table, which is kind of how I felt my whole life. And I was surprised that you said that because I have also felt that same way. And here you and I, you are newly in your 40s. I am entering into my freaking (laughs) mid-40s this year at the end of the year. And I am not ashamed about that. Listen, there's nothing to I be like ashamed it. of. I like it. I like it. You're doing all the things. Um, but why do we still feel like little kids at the big table? Because I have a childlike faith. <laughs> that is true. It's true. And you look so young. And because I look so young. That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think, too, some of it is – this is a total side conversation. But <laughs> the, Okay, I once heard someone say that you – kind of emotionally lock in your brain to a certain age 27 for me right and that everyone has this kind of age that they lock themselves into (laughs) this usually like a year that's was impactful or important or something significant happened or maybe it's just a really fun year and renee's is 27 and mine is probably like 23 Mm. uh i don't even really remember what was happening when i was 23 but that's like the age and people you kind of subconsciously think of yourself as that age that's probably part of it (laughs) yeah it also I feel like sometimes I look at my kids and I look around my house and I'm like I know who put me in charge I know it's so true and I'm like why why am I the adult here how did that happen it goes so fast it's all of a sudden you're grown up I don't know when I have three children and a husband and dogs and a mortgage and 
it just happens. Right? Yeah. Sometimes I think about that. I think about, I was just thinking about this the other day when I was emptying out the dishwasher, another adult task. (laughs) And I was thinking, we've been in this house for almost 10 years and we've paid the mortgage on this house for 10 (laughs) 10 years. I am in a position to pay the mortgage. (laughs) Oh, and then my daughter went somewhere with another person post-COVID with a mask. Um, I like that you And we that. gave her cash <laughs> to go to the mall. And I was like, oh, I just gave my daughter cash. Wait, why was that so surprising? Because I never, because, okay, first of all, she's only 11 and she's our oldest. Yes. So we've never sent our kids somewhere by themselves. Right, okay. I, it was with a, another mom. Yeah. But I've never really done that like yeah. that. Or if we, if I am going to do that, it's like with you or with somebody else and like I'm not necessarily giving my kid money because I realize I'll take your kid out, yeah, you take yeah, my yeah. kid out, or I'll Venmo you. Yeah. But I didn't really know this mom that much. And the, like Ariel was, oh, that's my daughter. Um, if you didn't deductively <laughs> reason that one out. <laughs> and I I don't know. All of a sudden that she just, it made her feel yeah, grown. Yeah, like she had a little purse. Right. And she had a, it made me feel grown <laughs> that I was able to give my child money. <laughs> Like I'm used to taking money from my parents. Totally. I mean, I haven't done that in a while. But um, actually, my my mom forced me to take the kids to the doctor this week. She forced Um, you. And I was like, no, I'm not paying that copay. And she then mowed me the copay. (laughs) Really? You guys got some crazy stuff going on. I was like, listen, I'm not doing it. And she knew because I'm cheap ass. I'm half Indian. Oh, I uh, would never, I could never have that kind of entanglement with my mom. Well, I know. It just wouldn't happen. Are we ever going to do a mom episode? Oh, I have it on the list, but listen. (laughs) That's going to take some tequila. (laughs) Okay, so back on track. Yeah, where are we? We are... This plus oh that's not bad no that's minutes. I started that late okay um I'm showing Renee a timer just so we don't you know because we could really really just keep you talking know what? I want to bring up one more thing to interrupt you completely okay <laughs> the <laughs> thing do. that I love most uh, also in, in addition, addition to <laughs> yes. oh, jinx we started this podcast in 2020 I know that's true we, you're we right s- we started it in March right after like two weeks after quarantine which was the craziest timing is that right yeah I think so because I think I remember I dated us during episode one wow. and this is when we were both kind of coming into our biraciality mm-hmm. um we were thinking about these things this is of course before George Floyd and even in episode one I mentioned kind of how our country was progressing with the racial right. narrative and I was like oh yeah yeah <laughs> just give yourself a few months Renee that's right um but just that emerging like we kind of just did it mm-hmm. and we weren't sure and listen I'm actually not a podcast listener I've only listened to one podcast and that's the Dolly Parton one which everybody <laughs> should listen to and I don't know I just that's that's this is not my modality. And here we are. And so many of you have emerged and we've become friends <laughs> with some of you. I can't wait to Renee meet you in person. BFFs and she loves friends. it so much. I love it. We actually got recognized once. Somebody, oh, I, <laughs> I introduced myself On to the somebody. streets of PHX. And she was like, was oh, like, I know I who know you are. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, so somebody like, you know, we got recognized and People know our stories and they haven't rejected us yet, which is good. I mean, maybe some of y'all have rejected us, but I don't care. You reject me, that's because you have problems. That is a reflection of your character, not mine. This is what I teach my kids. Boundary set. (laughs) It's true. And I don't know. I'm excited about that. That's something else that happened. No, it was a really big 
deal and fun. And we didn't, we had talked about starting a podcast previous, I think maybe for two, the last two years, we had mentioned it from time to time. And then of course we're like, let's start it in 2020. Why don't we? <laughs> but it actually was a gift, I think, yeah. to us. It was to me. So yeah, same. And hopefully it was to you too. So we want to say thank you for that. So in looking at 2021, well, dun, you know, dun, dun. just, you know, like it just was riding the coattails. 2021's just been riding the 2020 coattails. Just skated on in. What are our words? I know what mine is. I don't know what mine means, but I know what it is. You do know what yours is, and I've, I've already forgotten yours. Apparently, these don't stick in my brain very well. <laughs> my word this year is hope. Oh, oh that's good. Why are you so surprised? You knew I'm it. not hope, because I thought you said something else like four seconds before we started recording. Oh. She said something else. No, I said she? hope. Um, the did. only reason you didn't. She um, didn't. Evan reminded me of what mine was because, uh, again, I had forgotten. However, as you have had in other previous times, you've had a scripture attached to your word. I've had a, I've had a scripture attached to most of my words where I later God gives me a verse that goes with it. And I have two this year. You want to hear them? Yes, I would love okay. to hear them. I only have one of them pulled up, so I'm going to pull up the other one. But one is the Romans 5 verse that I love so much. And this verse really kind of kept me afloat on previ in previous difficult years. But it's um, Romans 5, really 3 through 5. Um, not only so, but we also but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So I was thinking about this verse and how I feel like I mean, I feel like I can say this without sounding like arrogant, but I feel very much like in the last many years, God has taken me through that process that's listed in that yeah, verse. You're right. I think that was your scripture for sacrifice and devotion. It was one of them. Something like that. So it's like I'm moving through it because the first part of the the process is our sufferings, which I've had a good amount of over the last really five years and they stopped years. all in 2020 right then no 2020 suffering. they went away no more sufferings um and then perseverance which produced perseverance and perseverance which produces character and character which produces hope and the best part about that is that hope does not put us to shame and sometimes there have been seasons and i think you can testify to this or any of that there's been seasons where we haven't wanted to hope because hope feels like we're going to be let down yeah. and God's, we're going to be disappointed if we hope. But I know now, and I can read that verse and believe that and know hope does not put us to shame. It is the gift that yeah. we get through all of that crap. Crap. Then, and go ahead. I will say that right before you talked about hope in that scripture, it talked about character. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, as somebody who's known you for almost a decade now, your character is beautiful. Oh, thank you, friend. And this past year just seeing you emerge into all of all of your capacity all of the aspects obviously i, I think you felt the best this year if you, we talked about physically um, physical illness in mm -hmm. episode seven or i don't know it's called ill but also the illest <laughs> which is a good title that jonathan thought of um so all of these things came out also, which I want you to recognize mm. in 2020, whatever year just happened, character really was birthed in you yeah. in fullness. That's good. In full capacity. I, I receive it. I receive it. 
And it's going to continue to blossom. Thank you. As you go into middle, middle don't age. Don't. Stop talking. Okay. And then I love making my other middle verse age. is always going to make me feel older. Okay. Then my other verse is Hebrews 16 or Hebrews 619. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So hope, the idea of hope being an anchor for our soul, that it steadies us, it keeps us grounded, it keeps us in contact, not contact, that's not the word I want, but like fellowship. It keeps us from going off and floating away, Mm -hmm. even though hope feels risky sometimes. Hope is actually a spiritual promise. Jesus is the hope Mm. and he's the anchor and... I'm excited. I mean, I don't think 2021 is going to be all tied up with a pretty ribbon by any means. I'm not expecting that. I'm not anticipating that. But I do feel hopeful for the work that's begun for our country, for myself individually, for our communities, for the church, for the church. I'm really, I'm praying for that. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're not going to be lost at sea. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we are in Saturday, uh, January 16th. I like to date these to let people know where we are. <laughs> we are having a new administration come in so long as the current Very administration doesn't. Um, that's my third spiritual gift. Um, <laughs> as long as our current ad- administration doesn't freaking pull martial law. Give me a break. And it, we're supposed to have a new administration on Wednesday come in. And I'm I'm excited for that. I don't feel like they're not going to solve all of the problems. They're mm-hmm. going to create other problems. But I do feel a little bit of hope. Yeah, that's good. You should. Okay, so your word is ferocious. Oh yeah, ferocious. <laughs> How did I forget that? Gosh. I don't know. It's and I don't so know what good. it means. Like I think of a lion, but come that's on. what I think of too. I didn't. This is what I did for I. What I do every year to remind myself of the word. And you, maybe you should start doing this. Is I create a little graphic oh, yeah. and I put it on my lock screen on my phone. So it just reminds me. And I have I don't know. It was a little doodad uh, on canva which is an app i use and so that was that and it's pretty it's not a lion there's a little bit of fire here i don't know what it means this scripture is um oh gosh i don't like the context yeah what's it. the it's a little scary it's mark five thirty six. okay i don't know it in which jesus is talking to somebody and he says but overhearing what they said jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue do not fear, only believe. Now, I love that. Don't mm-hmm. fear, just believe. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the context, oh no. Um, there's a man whose daughter has died. Is this the Talitha Kuma? Is that that verse? I don't know. Yeah, it is. The Talitha Kumi. You say Kuma. the words, get up and yeah. when he says, you little, just, girl, little girl, I say to you, arise. So arise, yeah. a man has just lost his daughter. He comes to Jesus. He's obviously in a fraught. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe. After this girl has already died, mm-hmm. uh, seemingly. And then Jesus does resurrect her. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't know. So I'm not sure what ferocity means this year. I don't want it to have anything to do with death. (laughs) I don't want it. I rebuke rebuke death in the name of Jesus. Because, you know, I will say that where there is still lingering anxiety, and I'm sure almost everybody feels this, is my parents. My parents did not get COVID. Thank God. I don't want them to get it. My parents haven't either. And I don't want to have to deal with that. And I realize... That that came out way douchier than I meant because a lot of people are having to deal with either the loss of their parents yes. or their parents having COVID. And I, I hope I don't have to deal with that this year. And if I do, may I not be 
afraid, but just believe no matter what the outcome is, that there is a ferocity there that the Lord promises me. So I don't know what it means. I'll tell you next year. What so it means. I just looked up though, ferocious, just even though we, oh, you know, we always know what words mean. We say this, but then when you look up definitions and then always adds that extra. So it can be cruel or violent, but the first part, oh, I don't, it, I, I have a lot of asses to kick this. No, year. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Only on Facebook. Only through <laughs> Facebook. Um, Insta stories for friends, Facebook posts for asshats. Okay, so savagely fierce is one of them, which is, that's real good. Savagely fierce? Given to extreme fierceness and unrestrained, and then it can be untamed, which we talked about on something. Mm. Oh, pure. Oh, yeah. But also untamed. Pure but also untamed. Oh, I can be untamed in the bedroom. <laughs> and uh, don't you worry about Lord, that. let it be. <laughs> let it be. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I can go back to wearing more stilettos. Yeah, that's what I think God's really speaking. I haven't worn shoes at all. I think he really is like, Renee, if you could put on some heels, <laughs> that would be ferocious. That would be it savage. Would be ferocious. What mm-hmm. else could I do to be more ferocious? Yeah. <laughs> I could wear fangs. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. What else could I do? I don't know. It's going to show itself. I'm just excited to see what it's going to be. It's a great word. I mean, and I like that verse. I mean, I, I get the hesitation, but I think there's real power in that. Because even though, even if there was death, that verse speaks to life coming and something supernatural rising. Yeah. Okay. But also, do you you have to believe? Because I do. Too. I mean, I'm a little scared. I don't know what it means. I'm, a, that's little, okay. I'm a little scared. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. Don't be afraid. Just I love believe. it. It's great. So yeah, may it be unto me as the Lord has spoken. Okay, so we are wrapping up this episode. However, before we do, should we say the thing that we're doing? Oh with yeah, the thing? yeah. Okay, you say it because you have it more organized in your brain. I than mean, I, I don't do. really. But what we're gonna do for in light of this episode, if you've listened and you've made it this far. We congratulate you. <laughs> and we are going to um, have a giveaway, our first ever Noba giveaway. We're going to gift one of our listeners with something personalized with their one word for the year. So we're not going to tell you all the details right now, but be sure to check out our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, we're Noba Podcast on both. And we will have all the details there. And we are really excited to offer our first giveaway because we just want to say thank you to you guys. We love you so much. That's right. We totally love you. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to hearing your words. So whether or not you win the thing, we would love to hear your words. Uh, If you have scriptures attached to it, um, don't pick the word humility. If there's one thing you can from this episode. Don't do that. Whatever you do. There's that. That's right. One takeaway. Don't do that. Or death. Don't pick that word. And we'll have opportunities for you to share your word um, as well and So we're excited to hear from you all and hope that you join us in our one wording adventure. That's right. Hashtag one word. Hashtag one word. 2021. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) All right. All right. Is that it? Yeah, we did it. All right. So here's to hoping. Here's to hope. Here's to ferocity. That's right. Okay. I love it. It's going to be so (laughs) good. And thank you for sharing your stories with me. Per usual, I always love it. Thank you for sharing yours. Okay. Peace. Peace oh, in the Middle East. <laughs> it sounded like Scooby Snack. It sounded like Scooby <laughs> I always forget about this outro. Uh, that's oh, why it's so good. My husband does the intro music because he's a musician and he's going to do the outro. He just hasn't done it yet. Someday oh, he might we'll do it. it for this episode. In fact, he is going to. So get ready for the outro. Outro. To the man who's going to receive all of my ferocity. <laughs>
out. <laughs>